0: coming up in this episode of Finding Common Ground.
1: You know, at one time, calling someone queer was like calling someone the N-word.
2: But it's ultimately a self-identifying term. You don't get to say just because Ivy says, hey, Ivy's queer, you don't get to say, hey, the queer girl over there, without my permission of saying that, yes, you can call me that, because that's how I identify. And
3: then she said something that really changed my thinking. Uh, She says, if white privilege isn't what you're defining it it means because of the color of your skin you could get a job in a white law office as a docket clerk and accept it but probably a black person at that time couldn't
0: there are two sides to every coin
1: how do we deal with racial issues when they affect relationships finding common ground on all those issues that we come against there's black And there's white. And I think as Christians, we have to learn how to get together because we're
3: not in heaven. I've met more interesting people just by God
0: just bringing them in. Republicans and Democrats.
1: But a lot of times, when it comes to race and it comes to culture and it comes to perception, even as Christians, we don't always understand A part of what we have to do is listen to each other, find the common ground, and question. Not questioning you like you're on a witness stand, but questioning you for a better understanding. Father God, we just come to you saying thank you for your grace and mercy. As we celebrate this time of the year, we just ask you to please continue to remind us the reason for the season, God. So God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' precious name. We pray and believe. Amen. Amen.
3: Dearly Father, just thank you for this season. Uh, you're the reason for this season. Uh, thank you uh, for uh, allowing us to celebrate your birth uh, and keep that in mind as we get together with families and friends over these next couple weeks. Lord, uh, give uh, my family safe travels to Cleveland uh, there and back. We're leaving today, um, and. Uh, Bless, uh, bless Odell and his family, and and our guest today, IVG. Uh, thank you for bringing both these folks into my life. Amen.
2: Amen, Father God, we give you thanks today. I come to you with the humble, honor, and strength. The 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 courage, the wisdom that you consistently bless not only myself, but all of these magic makers with, um, I will continue to follow your will as I encourage my my friends to do the same. Bless my family. Bless all of our families, bless this community, um, bless this world. Uh, I come to you as humbly as I know how, dear Lord, in your name. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
1: Dell, how you doing? So, Del. Bill, a yes. lot of people don't know, but you have on a hat. What I did. does your hat say? It doesn't say Make America Great Again, even though it's a red hat, but it has a green bib. So what's it, your hat say, Bill?
3: It's a it's a Christmas hat. It has a little ball, white ball on the end. You see that? Okay,
1: I see it. I yeah, see
3: I'll it. Put it up here. see. And it says, ho, ho, ho.
1: <laughs> okay, no comment. <laughs> yeah. No comment on that at all. Yeah. But Bill, let me ask you something. Something yeah. happened. Uh, a while back that really shook up a lot of people, good, bad, and indifference, Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, as we know, is a WNBA superstar. Uh, She is an amazing talent and she was traded, for lack of a better term, exchanged for a Russian uh, person and a lot of people just flipped their wigs. And then President Biden and Brittany's wife was on national TV. And it's interesting because many people d- looked at it from different perspectives. How do you look at it as a, I wouldn't say a good looking, I'll just say my good looking white Republican friend. How do you see it? Ho, ho, ho.
3: <laughs> no, no, I, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, it did bring out a lot of dynamics and questions about, uh, about the whole situation because they left a fella there that's been there longer. I think he's a Marine and they accused him of being a spy. You know, I think anytime we can bring an American out of a country like that, uh, should be success should be celebrated. Um, I don't think, you know, it's a tit for a tat type thing. Uh, you know, the, I think that was a human being that was stuck in a gulag, that was what, six, nine. She couldn't even work on the sewing machines. And right. she, so they had her carrying bales of uh, cloth. They didn't know what to do with her, quite frankly. Uh, and she had no, you know, she, yeah, Did she commit a crime? Sure. But that's, that's minor. That's minor compared to some things. So uh, my mind is the sooner we got her back, the better. Now we got to get the other guy back
1: and there's some other right. people but- in other jails. So but imagery because we can be so hypocritical as a country. We all love God, we're all Christians and we all prayed for her safe return. And now we're praying for her mental and emotional stability along with her physical stability. A lot of people had issues with President Biden and her wife up there. What's your thought? Why do you think we have so many issues in this country? And I would think, and you're a little older than I am, that when you looked at interracial marriages, at first, that was the issue. And I know you shared with the audience um, years ago when your sister brought a black guy home to meet your dad, and you're like, uh oh. So, how do you think? Because it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So, what's your thoughts?
3: Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, they made no secret that you know, she, uh, they were a gay couple. And, uh, but there was an, it was very obvious that they had a tremendous amount of love for each other and support. And that's what I saw. I didn't see the color. I didn't see the, the, the gender. I saw the love they had for each other. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the United States that feel marriage is one man, one woman. Uh, and, uh, you certainly have the right to that viewpoint, but I don't think they have the right to inf- put that viewpoint on everybody in America. I think, uh, if people fall in love with somebody, you know, I may fall, you know, I fell in love with a tall woman and I'm a short guy. Some people have a problem with that, you know? And, uh, and so, uh, you know, the, I think it's a matter of wh- who you fall in love with. And if you really are in love and moving on in your life, God bless you.
1: But Bill, was it the same thing back in the days in Perma where was no black person probably wanted to none, and all of a sudden your sister brings a, I'm sure I didn't say it right, it's not Permas, Parma, your sister bring a black guy home. What's a black guy even doing in Parma in those days, Bill? What's, what's that all about?
3: Yeah, that, that was, uh, she gave us a heads up that was happening, and uh, my brothers and what's,
1: I... What's a heads up? What's a heads up? Hey, by said, the way, guess who's coming to dinner?
3: Yeah, kind of that thing. She says, I'm bringing my, and his name was Bill, which was my dad's name, and uh, he says, I'm I'm bringing my, my guy I've been dating, Bill, he's going to come. And I said, oh, okay, great. She says, oh, there's something I should tell you. I said, what's that? She says, he's black. And I said, okay, we probably need to let everybody know in the family because if dad blows a cork, well, and my dad was cool over it. He, he thought it was great. Uh, he sat down, had a beer with him, and they talked. And the... this fella uh, was uh, more educated than anybody in our family. Uh, spoke five languages, had a business in Italy, and one in the United States, and just a great guy. And, uh, and so we, we got to know him and, and, you know, we had fun with each other's, uh, uh stereotypes with each other. Uh, he would do things that white people would do to mock us. And we do the opposite with him and it was all done in fun. And, uh, it was to build, you know, I, in fact, my sister married him and then, uh, she divorced him and they still, still became good friends with the family and everything. So, uh, yeah, it worked out, but you know, Had they done that in 1950, uh, I think it would have been a whole different kettle of fish. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I think uh, my, because I have 66 first cousins in walking distance and had one of them just stopped in and seen a black man at the kitchen table, uh, that would have spread like wildfire. And- That's, uh, that's, That's
1: interesting, Bill, when you say that, because one of the things that, and we'll get to our guests, one of the things that, is always stated in America, for those who want to stir the race, the bias, the prejudice, and the stereotypes as the other, mm-hmm. it says, okay, you could be white, you could be poor, you could be doing this, but at least you ain't black. I remember hearing that years ago when I was traveling down the road on a radio station coming from um, Divinity School. I was in Divinity School and I was right. And the guy called in and said, listen, I don't care how many problems I'm having, white gentleman. But at least I ain't black. And I said to myself, wow, isn't that uh interesting? But yeah, heard we have so a guest I'm today, going. Bill. We have a great guest today. Uh young lady who's a preacher kid, as I don't I understand.
0: Do they I say she that?
1: was a basketball star in high school and college. <laughs> that's what they say, Bill. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but that's what they say. But she she's doing some amazing work. And Bill, can you introduce our guest and and ask her to talk about some of this amazing work that she's doing now sure. around involvement and, and kind of fits in with the Brittany Griner situation and go from there?
3: Okay. Uh, I want to introduce to our guest, Ivy G. Uh, I met her at a event called Other Voices, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, she came and spoke there. Um, and, uh, she was one of the panelists and then she hung around a little bit after that, which was kind of cool. And, uh, she's got a personality that, uh, I would say is magnetic. Uh, when she's in the room, the room lights up and, uh, she is really, really good. Uh, so I think, uh, at this point, Ivy, introduce yourself and give us a little background.
2: Hi friends. My name is Ivy G. Very happy to be here. I like to introduce myself as a business owner of the Hospitality G, a a organization that motivates hospitable behavior in the workplace. I am currently doing the same work that we were doing when we met in Other Voices. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm currently um, leading efforts at Atrium Health, Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center, Um, actually Atrium Health, Wake Forest, okay? because it's a new name now. However, um, I'm teaching sexual orientation and gender identity and assisting with their patient data collection when patients identify, just like you were saying, like, hey, I need you to be you. And I need to make sure that I'm respecting you and not taking those learned behaviors before of gender markers, meaning what does someone look like? Can I automatically put pronouns on them or an identity on them based on what they look like? So I would have to say I'm living my best life, doing my dream job based off of the experiences that I've had to come through as a very proud African-American lesbian that was born in the 80s, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In the South. In the South. Yes. (laughs) In the South.
3: Oh now you're you said
2: Cornelius was where you're from? No, no, no. I'm actually from a small town called Farmville, Virginia.
3: Farmville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's in southern Virginia.
2: Um, it's in the heart of Virginia. Oh, it's right in the middle. And right in the middle of Virginia. We actually um <laughs> had a festival, and I don't know if the festival still goes on, but it was called the Heart of Virginia oh, Festival. Really? Um, yeah, so Longwood University in Hampton Sydney University. Maybe university. It might still be college, but both of those are in Prince Edward County, Farmville. Oh, okay,
3: I, know. now I got an idea. The uh, and how did you get to Greensboro?
2: Well, my mom is originally from Graham, North okay. Carolina, and after Elon, yeah, after Elon, <laughs> I ended up in Graham because I wanted to stay close to my mom. Yeah.
3: So you are still close to her. It right? sounds
2: super, like. super close oh, to that, great. to that amazing um, Reverend Jesse. That's what we call her.
3: Oh, Reverend uh, Jesse. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, tell us, you know, I, th- th- that you bring up your parents. Tell me a little bit about your parents.
2: Yeah, cool. Well um, my parents and people ask me this often. I, I think one of the weirdest questions were Ivy, did you guys sit down to dinner every night as a family Wow, and you never know what that effect has on people, but yeah. So my parents, my mom was 32 when she had me. She had finished with college. My dad had, my dad was probably 37, I believe. So he had already opened his law office in um, Farmville, and I'll tell you guys a little bit about um, Farmville. Farmville is a uh, in Prince Edward County, which was a fifth and final case in Brown versus Board of Education.
3: Really? Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, in the whole state of Virginia, when they were going to integrate schools, all public schools in Virginia were like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, we're not. <laughs> not the Virgin, not in the Commonwealth, we're not. Yeah. So there were a lot of folks doing a lot of missionary work to ensure that these schools were opened back up and, and, and people were getting used to the idea. It's um it, it's strange that I have to say, getting used to the idea that it doesn't matter what your race is, you can go get education. Yeah. Right. So my dad was a freshman in high school in Prince Edward County where the school stayed shut for 5 years. Really? Yeah. 5 years. Holy cow. Yeah, so my dad ended up going to Iowa and believe it or not I found out in other voices I believe that um a lot of local so the faith and religion day used to happen in the morning and then the sexual orientation. This is other voices day, you're talking mm-hmm, about. Other okay. voices. So um, in that morning, when I was a participant in the class and I was hearing a Quaker minister, he said a phrase that I was like, oh my God, my dad says that all the time. I could, I couldn't, it blew my mind. But to get the history um, from my adulthood of understanding what happened in my hometown because I had no idea about it until I took other voices. And I believe that was in 2017, 2016. Um, But my dad had to go to Iowa. A Quaker family took my father to Iowa or a Quaker minister took my father to Iowa. And he finished, he was able to go to high school, um, got his law degree and came back to Farmville and opened up the first black owned law office to the public, Wow! right? And it makes me look back as to say, dad, how did you have so much strength to come back to a place that shut you out of even getting the fair opportunity of an education to say that I'm gonna open up a law office and not even be that cruel to say, and it's only gonna be for black people, but I'm gonna open up a law office and it's gonna be open up for everyone. Um, it, it, it was kind of amazing yet the middle school right that is now the RR Moton Museum in the heart of Virginia so that is the RR Moton Museum but that was the actual middle school that i attended when i was in Farmville really? Virginia yeah and it's a historical museum now and i think that it's strange yet i i get that this is God's plan right and 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 things happen how they're supposed to happen that um Not knowing a thing about that, uh, I I think, prepared me and shaped me to be as optimistic and as open-minded as I need to be to continue navigating life.
3: Wow. That's a great story. That's a great story. Five years they closed the schools because they didn't want to integrate them.
1: Mm -hmm. That's just crazy. Bill, a lot of people didn't know that, though. They said, no, we're not going to do it. And they refused government dollars for it. So they said no. And then that's when a lot of the private schools opened. Ivy, what was the phrase or the term that the Quaker pastor mentioned that reminded you of what your father stated? It
2: was something along the lines of somebody being right and them saying righto. And I was like, oh my God, I, my dad says that all the time. And I wonder why does he say that? But I think it was along the lines of that. Got it.
3: Interesting. It's it. yeah. interesting. The uh, Hey, let's, let's talk for a minute uh, about other voices because you and I have been talking about yeah. it and our guest probably don't have a contact (laughs) uh and uh it's a life-changing program that the chamber right is the chamber Mm -hmm. yes puts on in greensboro along with a leadership course yes and i think odell you've been through the leadership course right
1: yes i went through leadership greensboro (laughs) i didn't have an opportunity to go through other voices but yes
3: so ivy go ahead and explain what other voices are because you probably got a better handle on it and yeah
2: Yeah, so um, Other Voices is a um, leadership development class that individuals hear from Other Voices, gain other perspectives, other views, Um, and especially when it comes down to sexual orientation, um, privilege, uh, race, gender, religion, having those types of conversations to understand just a little bit better, um, how we are alike yet other. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a powerful, um, mm-hmm. moment for me through the experiences. And I think that, um, when I was fresh out of customer service over at the proximity hotel. So I was the, um, Executive housekeeper for a very, very long time. And my first job or first leadership position came to about 30 individuals, and I was out of the 30, maybe 22 spoke a different language. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first leadership opportunity. I'm grateful for it mm-hmm. because it got me to understand how to do the five steps to training. I <laughs> yeah. have to show you <laughs> because if I can't, I, I can only speak English. Yeah. But I know that I can lead anybody to do anything that's necessary because of that experience. And I'm grateful for it. So we had people from different backgrounds, like not hiring managers, but high level CEO managers at organizations in around Greensboro, like Ralph Lauren, Cone Health, Syngenta, a lot of local powerful leaders. And it came down to that day that we were over at the social services office. And I got, um, I picked the card because we were doing this interactive um, uh, game where we were trying to learn from different perspectives. So I was a uh, undocumented mother from uh, Mexico who had a 17 year old undocumented son who had a 4.7 GPA. Holy cow. And a 13 year old daughter who was born in the United States. So she was legal, but nobody understood when it was time to go and they gave us all of our dollars and said, hey, go find a job, why Ivy was sitting there. And I know that through my experience and understanding that North Carolina is an e-verified state, knowing that you already laid it out for me, I'm undocumented. Yeah. Where am I going to really go to find a job and to really have that powerful conversation with leaders who had no idea because it didn't affect their livelihood, right? It didn't affect their lifestyle. It was an amazing
1: thing.
3: Well, I'll give you my, go ahead, Odell
1: ahead, well, Bill, just want to jump in there real quick, because she said something that I still don't understand, and I consider myself trying to be open, trying to understand, but I'm ignorant to certain things. Ivy, help me in the audience with this one thing. Okay, LGB, no LG, LGBTQIA, yes. an acronym used to simplify gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer, Intersect and asexual people collectively. What I know what it means, but help me understand because I don't want to be ignorant. I wanna, I wanna understand, and I'm asking you a question, not like you're on a witness stand, but asking <laughs> for better understanding because a lot of and and the the the, the acronym keeps growing. Yeah. you know, at one time calling someone queer was like calling someone the n word. So mm-hmm. help a good looking slim and trim brother out. I'm trying to tell you good looking slim and trim brother <laughs> I know what I
2: see what is going on Ha-ha, here? <laughs> no I, I I appreciate you uh asking and 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 asking from that perspective asking for clarity is an amazing thing your tone the way that it's approached the way that it's received is going to be that um key factor yeah it is unfortunate. In in, From my perspective yet, because when I teach this, because the acronym is together, we sometimes conflate it all together and that's not the case, okay? So like you said, LGB, those are sexual orientations, how someone feels from their heart for an individual. T, that means transgender, as you mentioned. That's for an individual who um, legal sex, doesn't align with the gender identity that they see themselves. And gender identity is an internal perspective, right? Their internal perspective of their innermost self. So that's not for you to say, well, I know what I see, or I know what your birth certificate says. That's for you to respect that this is how this, Id- this individual identifies. You said intersex. Intersex is an individual that's born with ambiguous genitalia.
1: Okay, what, what does that mean? you got to help Ambiguous genitalia, genitalia means that
2: you have both of the um organs um and it may not be fully developed both of the organs, but wow. you have both uh male and female um organs, okay, okay. okay. You, you hear me there and that's that that's based upon um the atomical build of an individual. So what's you what, what's what's on the outside of me um uh asexual is an individual who um, does not automatically have that uh, desire or feel like that's a necessity in their life, right? Um, that could be, it, it always falls on a spectrum, right? As it can be little to none, um, some, and then oh, I, I I guess what you would call a regular uh, attraction. So um, that that's asexual, and it also has that a as it can be an ally, right? And an ally doesn't mean hey, I'm just gonna say yay to the LGBTQ people. Um, but that means that I'm willing to step up and take stands and be that person that is welcoming, not just saying um like not just tolerating right and you, you people understand the difference between feeling tolerated or being valued and accepted um so that that I I'm happy that you asked that question and that's some of the things that I truly get joy out of making sure I connect the dots um I've had my 75 year old auntie come to me and ask me Ivy what makes people think that they're gay and I'm saying oh Auntie I'm so happy that you asked me that but Wait a minute, Auntie. Why are you asking me that? <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. And so then she tells me. She tells me. Well, there's this woman who came to work and said, "I, th- I think I might be gay." And I said, "Well, Auntie, let's let's look at it from this perspective. When you and Uncle Jerry first met, what happened?" She was like, "Oh, well, you know, I started feeling all of that." I said, "Well, wait a minute, Auntie, don't go too far on your feelings. <laughs> Tell me that you you knew you had a connection." To this individual. So if you know that you can't overthink your heart, you can tolerate some thoughts, especially because if you were, if it was learned behavior that this ain't the thing to do and you're not going to be successful, if this is how you behave, or you're going to be looked at differently in the church because this is something that you do, there are a lot of people who suppress those feelings. I get that, right? But you can't overpower your heart. You know what you feel when when that right person is connected to you. So I don't think anyone thinks they're gay. They know it because of what they're feeling. Mm. Now, does that mean that they will always be that way? No, because I don't think that you can overpower the heart in that person that you are going to be engaged with. Yet, because society says, right, mm mm-mm. You was with a man before. uh-uh, You gonna always be gay in my eyes? It's not about what's in your eyes, right? It's about what that person is feeling, what that person is connected to. Yet, I do know that based upon some of the conversation that I heard before, we do as a society rely heavily on what people think of us. Well, what does that look like, right? And and then pressing those views on others. It it, it it's 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 where we are. Yet I love the fact that I get to share that because a lot of things, especially because of my gender identity, meaning I am cisgender for those in the audience and for my good looking slim trim black fella, right? That means that I identify with the sex that I was designated at birth. I am a female. I am a happy girl, right? And I also know that outside of my atomical build, there's nothing that I know that makes me super girly, right? Um because my gender I my gender expression doesn't even match that. I'm usually the chick in the suit that always gets hit with sir and I'm like, "Wait a minute, what do you mean?" <laughs> <laughs> but why? Was it this was, was it was it this girlish smile that gave you sir? Or are you looking at the clothes that I have on and you've already oh. made your mind up about me? Um, so wow. that's what gives me great joy of doing this work, especially based on the experience. A lot of my um medical uh, history or 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 things that when it came to my health were based upon my sexual orientation. It's not fair. It wasn't looked at upon my gender identity as in I'm a girl, right? And sometimes because people think, oh,, well, you're not, at risk for getting pregnant so you don't need birth control because you choose to sleep with women doesn't list all of the things that birth control can handle, especially when it comes to a girl being a girl.
3: Yeah. Okay. There's a lot going on.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I have a lot of fun being able to share that. And I hope that I shared that in a way that's digestible, right? Because you have to meet people where they are to make sure that they get it. Mm. And you are absolutely right, um, Odell, that labeling anybody outside of what they say they are, right, because queer is a, or used to be looked at as a derogatory term, yet an individual can be queer in identity, meaning I'm genderqueer, or they can be queer within their sexual orientation, meaning that I'm queer with who I and choose to have matters of the heart with, right? but it's ultimately a self-identifying term. You don't get to say just because Ivy says, hey, Ivy's queer. You don't get to say, hey, the queer girl over there without my permission of saying that, yes, you can call me that because that's how I identify, right?
1: And, and what interesting. is- Bill, interesting, Bill, Bill, I apologize. I am fascinated, <laughs> so I apologize. No,
3: no, go nobody, ahead.
1: Nobody can get enough of Ivy. So oh, Ivy amen. So is amen. queer- similar to how people use the N-word when African-Americans can use the N-word referring to themselves in a term of endurment, versus if Bill used the N-word referring to a black person, that's the issue. And Bill's like, well, Odell, you all called yourself that. Why, Dada, is queer similar to that or not really? Because the truth of the matter, I don't even know what queer means. You I don't even know what queer means.
2: I get that, I get that. Um it's going to mean something different to every individual, right? Just like the perspective of how people um, say, you can say this, I can say that, you can't say this, you can't say that. Um, I, I, I know that they are... When I started this portion of the conversation was saying that when you authentically have the desire to know because you want to do better, not because you want to know because you're nosy, <laughs> right, right? right? There's right, a right. difference between that. So it's gonna be a difference in the terminology on how you use it in the context that you use it. Yet I am still that firm believer because of how it you have experienced it, right? There are going to be a generation who hasn't had to deal with um, being looked at as um hearing the N-word as a negative, you're held back, you are less than term. Um, and 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 so if there was a um person that was uh white that said it to a younger generation, I don't think that it would hold as much um pain to that individual, unless they have experienced that in a negative form or fashion. And I think that that's going to be with anything, right? Um, Like my, my, my high school coach, okay. And this was back in 1996, who asked me, Ivy, are you a dyke? And I was like, wait a minute. The way you just asked me, like, what? Number one, like you said, Odell, what does that mean? Because I had never heard that word. It's not like the Encyclopedia Britannica gave me that option. Right. (laughs) So I had never heard that word before, but the way he said it made me feel dirty. Right. And it's just like, no, no. Well, I heard that you was liking that young lady. Oh, is that what you mean by dyke? Right. Well, you didn't say it that way, but the way that you just said it. I never want to be called that again. I never want to experience that. Yet it wasn't okay in 1996. I was at fear now from being bullied, possibly with my mom who did not understand when I was outed, who wanted to take me to church to pray this out of me, who was going to make a, like at this time, division one athlete with a 6'2 wingspan, but I'm 5'10", right? Who was a big guard small forward who had to go to regular practice, guard practice, and forward practice, I was squatting 390, okay? Right. So my, and I, I I, had that desire because I wasn't tall enough, but I had to play with the tall girls. So I wanted to get those calf muscles that were going to take me through the gym, right? But then mom wanted me to wear a dress to church, are you wondering what the people are talking about? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> so, um, uh, it, it's 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 how it's received. It's through experience, right? I, I I still have that complex of still looking around in some places, especially when it comes to church, right? Because of what people say, and I still have yet to find the rule book, like the score book on what sin gets you the worst sin points to where you are going to hell the quickest, right? Because from what I understood, a sin is a sin, yet some people want to overlook certain sins, but don't want to overlook this. Is And being told that God doesn't make a mistake, yet me knowing in my total existence who I am and how I am, how is that contradiction even making sense to me?
3: Yeah, there's a lot of dynamics in that one.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. But so back to that, I, I I think that how it's going to be experienced, how it's going to be digested, it's going to be unique for everyone. Um, there has been times from that tone where it makes me cringe, right? That that I could hear a white a white person say the n-word in a derogatory like i it's such a derogatory word i don't know how you say that nicely <laughs> you know what i'm saying like the uh, i mean dave chappelle gave us some funny ways to to, to look at it but um yeah no I, I i don't think it's the same
3: got it you know i yeah. uh, the uh, <clears throat> a lot of the is you know when i was growing up those terms were never you know lbgq the, that was never around so as it as it started to become popular you know i said okay lesbian bisexual gay transgender queer okay and i'm trying to to differentiate and as this as these letters grow <clears throat> i started realizing that people there's a lot of different people out there mm-hmm. yeah, and all they're trying to do is identify with the way they feel, the mm-hmm. way they feel about themselves, you know, um, <clears throat> and I, I do the same thing. I, I identify how I feel. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, but can I be a judge on how you feel? Heck no. Uh-uh. You know, one of the things I learned in other voices, there was some really good lesson. <clears throat> we got in there and, you know, you sit around a circle and Mary gets us going yes. on a subject and Mary's great. Uh, folks, other voices was started, uh, after a, uh, shooting in Greensboro.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: uh the clan and some uh did you
2: know the story on that uh-huh yes 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 i think it was um gosh what was it called the
3: uh massacre
2: the massacre yeah greensboro massacre <clears throat> yep
3: yeah. and it was in the, near downtown cleveland or cleveland in uh, downtown greensboro yeah. i'm going to cleveland uh and uh it was the clan and some uh i guess white liberals i guess i would put and they were marching or something and the clan came out and started shooting and they The liberals started shooting back and a bunch of people died. So the mayor at the time uh, said, Hey, we have, we have issues in town. Mm -hmm. And so they started other voices and other voices concept is uh, you have a voice. I have a voice. Someone else has another voice. And how do we respect those voices without shooting each other? Okay. Because we're going to have differences. I mean, we're just, everybody's wired different uh Odell likes to lose weight I like to gain it you know? <laughs> and uh but you know seriously the uh the thing I I learned is it was we had a, I think we had six guys in rest for ladies um I can't remember the breakout of uh color or anything but we got into race and uh we had two or three days on that it was kind of fascinating <clears throat> and the word white privilege came up and one of the guys that was sitting next to me or couple rows over man he got his back up big time he said there is no such thing as white privilege I grew up you know with no shoes no you know that whole story poor and I worked my way up by my bootstraps so there's no white privilege no one gave me a privilege and the, the, there was a black girl in there that had a bit of a chip on her shoulder and she went right at him and Mary let him do it and I'm kind of siding with the guy because I grew up poor and got myself together and and then she said something that really changed my thinking. Uh, she says, if white privilege isn't what you're defining, Bill, it means because of the color of your skin, you could get a job in a white law office as a docket clerk and accept it. But probably a black person at that time couldn't. Yeah. And I didn't think about that. Yeah. That That's absolutely right. If they wanted to go work in the grocery store in Parmatown at Fisher Foods where I worked,
2: mm-hmm.
3: it was a black person, they wouldn't hire hired them. And there's there's this privilege that comes along, uh, you know, and I I was able to go to college because of certain things. And uh, even though I was poor, but there are certain things that and we heard that yesterday with the ladies from Chapel Hill on the back porch. They sit on the front porch and talk. They were one of the ladies that was talking. Her family were the slaves, uh, the slaves, the owners of their family were the ones that gave Chapel Hill the land. Wow, And her family built the stone walls around Chapel Hill.
2: Yeah. In my class, I think that I got the understanding around letting individuals know just it it was it was uniquely the same, right? That please don't hear me say that you're going to get like, say, we're going to the bank, right? Don't hear me say that you're going to get a loan. Hear me tell you that you're going to get a conversation and I'm getting turned away at the door. Hmm. They already got their mind made up about me. Now, I'm not telling you that you're going to go in here and you're going to walk away. Yes, I got this loan today, but I'm telling you that they're at least going to take the opportunity to have the conversation to figure out what you qualify for, what you may not qualify for, and I'm not even getting that chance.
3: Yep, okay? absolutely right. Yeah. <clears throat> the uh, um, the thing on queer, Um, I, I looked it up while you were talking on uh, Whip, wikipedia it says queer is an umbrella term for people who are not heterosexual or cis gender i don't know what that
2: is cisgender
3: okay what does that mean
2: i just cisgender was saying that you identify with the sex that you were um the sex that aligned at birth okay so you are cisgender correct because you identify as male odell you are cisgender because you identify as male yet because it was cis and it was short like that we all know that sis used to used to mean as that derogatory term cis could be short for sissy right and nobody wanted oh, to be a sissy wow, right nobody wanted to be a sissy right those I types of things that. it no I, I i'm I'm telling you because of it and it's not that it's just what it sounded like right got you, and it for a, a a male to now embrace and understand yes, you are sis, you are cis gender got it right That's interesting. And this means same, right? Yep.
3: And it says, originally meaning strange or particular, queer came to be used uh, pejoratively against those with the same sex desires or relationships in the 19th century. Beginning in 1980, queer activists, such as members of the queer nation, began to reclaim the word as deliberately provocative and politically radical alternative to a more assimilation branches of the LGBT community. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Folks, I'd, I'd curi- encourage you to uh, <clears throat> whip, look these words up and get some understanding of them.
2: Look the words up, have some value to them, yet understand it's going to mean something different to every individual. Okay, because just as you read, and like I said earlier, an individual can identify queer in identity or they're able to identify queer as in their sexual orientation, mm-hmm. okay? And if that happens, we can't take just that term to say, okay, great, that means somebody who um, is, it ha- has feelings for the, the same sex, mm-hmm. right? So we have to um, listen. We can have some grounds, but that desire to want to know more, um, get some educational opportunities outside of looking up those definitions. You can look at um, the videos that have been done around gender identity, what it means for um, gender non-conforming individuals, how to use pronouns, those types of things. And again, that's uh, one of the things that I specialize in and love doing, I was trained from the Gender Spectrum Network, um, which is an amazing uh, group that makes sure that the educational series for individuals um, is there, right? Yet I do know like you, it, you don't have to know everything. You just have to be willing to accept it all mm-hmm. because there's going to be um, – Different ways that people identify, right? Yeah.
3: And I think what you're saying is don't go in with a set uh, mindset. That's all right. Go in with an open mind and ask the person. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, let's plug your 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 website and how people can get a hold of you if they want to learn more about this.
2: Yeah. So um, my website is uh, www.thehospitalityg.biz. Um, I am able to be found. At the hospitality G1 okay. at Gmail. Um, and that is the number one. And when I'm saying the hospitality G, it is just um, the letter G. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even though my last name is G, G H E E, I'm just mentioning the letter G. Um, my website is under construction right now. So okay. I'm, I'm getting that thing taken care of because I am a one-woman show trying to um, <laughs> do everything. Um, yet, I don't want that to be heard as an excuse. I need that to be heard as me holding myself accountable publicly. Well, I you, tend to work better that way. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, you're, you are on LinkedIn. You are on Facebook. Too. I am. I am People on can LinkedIn. reach you there. Mm-hmm. So I'm a local motivator on Facebook, y'all. Um, on Mondays, I make magic and I get people to understand and and, and and remember that their magic is their magic. So don't look at my magic and try to compare yourself. Magic is just believing in yourself. So please do that, right? Odell, you know, I have my thing on Tuesdays. What's Tuesdays, Odell? Tuesday teeth out. Teeth out Tuesdays. You teeth, better believe teeth it.
3: Out Tuesday. Tell yeah. me about teeth out. So Tuesday.
2: my dad always, and, and, and even though, like I, I started speaking earlier about my dad and and how strong and courageous I think that that my hero is. Right. Um. He always tells me to keep smiling. Right. Keep smiling. I know that one of my favorite songs by Indy Irie is um. There's hope. Right. That it doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to right. pay for, to laugh. And you better thank God for that. So the definition of a smile is to curve up the corners of your lips and expose your front teeth. So it's teeth out Tuesday, meaning out Tuesday. I need you to I like smile, it. right? It's a welcome, it, it, it's, it's, it's authentic and it brings me joy. So I know that it's the easiest thing to do with your mouth. Um, on Wednesdays, it's midweek motivation. So as I have on this sweatshirt today that says, I am worthy of it all, that is reminding myself how worthy I am. And I encourage my friends to say it out loud too. You are worthy of it all. And whatever you set your mind to, thankful Thursday.
3: Thankful Thursday. Attitude
2: of gratitude, right? Yeah. Feel good Friday. Do what feels good to the soul. Self-confident Saturday. One of the things that I say is that when you lack confidence, people will question your competence. Mm. So be confident. All right. And then self-love Sunday, the love for self, the forgiveness for self, the um, respect for self. It's 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 necessary. And those are things that I focus on on a daily on Facebook. So if you need some positivity, definitely follow me. I do that thing. Uh, I try to be as consistent as possible with 12 o'clock if I can.
1: Yeah. Very good. Very good. Odell. You know, Ivy, a couple of things you brought up and just want to reiterate the whole thing, your mother isn't your father pastor or your father's not a pastor.
2: It's my mom. It's my mom, actually. And 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 it's amazing the journey that we came through because my mother uh, has always been a spiritual lady. Let's 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 be real. Yet she didn't go to divinity school and get her master's in theological studies until I was around 25. So I got the luxury of knowing Jesse and then the luxury of understanding the Reverend Jesse. And I think at that time she was at that moment of understanding that I am going to be that follower. I'm going to be that worshipper, that understander. That I am supposed to honor my child and not lose my child. I love you, right? Wow. I accept you. I accept all of you. Um. Yet we didn't. It it, it didn't just start off like that. Mm. Um. But I am overwhelmed because I'm able to show up this bright because the power of acceptance is something real. Um. My dad's never questioned it at all.
1: That's interesting. You, you know, know, I've got. Some, I say yeah. that, Bill, to say this. A lot of times, I've had families who were interracial couples who I married, and when Ivy stated that her mother was going to take her to church to pray this out of her or whatever, I wonder how, because I've seen, I've seen white families say, "If you marry that black girl, I'm going to disown you. I'm going to take you out of the will. I'm going to do all this kind of stuff," and then years later those grandkids come and they fall in love with those grandkids. So now all of a sudden, all that stuff and all that harsh rhetoric goes away. So Ivy, how would you advise me or anyone else that if we had a family member, uh love with our sons, our daughters, or anyone, because you said something that's so important, no one wants to lose their children. Mm-hmm. So how how is that whole piece, because a lot of our listening audience How do you would give us advice on how to handle the delicate nature of someone coming out or, and do you think the average person already knows that this child or this young man, this young woman have different feelings when it comes to sexual orientation? Because you don't want to say that because just because Odell loves Bill, that doesn't mean that Odell want to deal or sleep with bill and i think relationships we boil it down to just who do you have sex with or who do you sleep with well as a heterosexual man i could tell you hey listen everybody don't have sex every day you know what i mean it's more to my marriage and by the way i'm celebrating my 37th wedding anniversary today yeah happy anniversary than just about sex you know what i mean Marriage is so much more. So I know I asked a bunch of questions. That's my style. I apologize. But the essence I'm trying to get to, to help people not lose their children or not try to, I'm going to disown you because you're this or you're that.
2: I got to tell you, um, Odell, I'm happy that you asked that. I did do an article in Yes Weekly that was called Out in the South, right? Where um, the caption of that article was called, My Mother Loves Me. And I did that for a purpose to say or to bring up that story of our difficult overcoming, right? Because it was hard. And there were times that I didn't want to be around my family because I had to change a portion of me, of, of, of my um, existence for them to be able to tolerate me. Um wow. And 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 so because I pushed back for so long, I think that it, 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 it was something that was powerful. And when my mom stopped trying to dress me and just respected me, right? You don't have to put on a dress, just come, baby, right? Um, the most powerful thing that I think that I remember as we were on our journey was my mother leaving a church because I wasn't able to get listed on the program of my stepfather's um, obituary. Because they didn't want me to be in the pulpit because of my wow. sexual orientation, okay. And she was like, "Enough is enough," right? Um. So, I I I coach, I coach people to just ask that individual, "How do you need me to show up for you?" Right. And I think that that's with anything. I think that that would be the same thing because of um my powerful conversation that I had yesterday, and it was about a young man who's um who was incarcerated for 14 years. And he understood the love and respect that he had from his mother. So a young mother was in the space who was dealing with the same issue, but was so overwhelmed with anger because she was mad at the system, which I get and I understand, instead of saying, hey, how am I going to rise above and what am I going to figure out for my child? Because the anger that was displayed was the same anger that that young man felt, right? So how we... Handle ourselves and how we engage with people. And like Bill said to get started, like we don't have to push our views on people. And and, and it comes from a place of understanding now. Young Ivy didn't understand why my mom couldn't get it. But adult Ivy understood that she was taught by someone that she loves, right? Because again, as I told you, and I'm almost certain that you gentlemen were told, um, your girl. Or you're a boy, and this is what you're supposed to do, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. and, and, and so, since that came from a loving space, that's what we've respected, and that's what we've we what we've brought on to our next generation. Instead of understanding that people are able to identify how they choose to love who they choose to because they can't override their heart. They can't help but be their authentic selves. And if their authentic selves is meaning that they are now Bill who wants to be called Sue and wear makeup, so be it because that is going to give that individual the most quality, right? them being able to be their authentic self. That's why I lift up so much. The power of acceptance is something real, right? Because I wasn't always this individual. Now I always had the strength. I've always had this courage. I've had this gift of gab, I guess you can say, but I hadn't had that consistency power force that followed behind me like I do because all of my family, all of my family accepts me authentically, And you, like I said, you can tell when you're being tolerated or when you are being loved and valued, Mm. okay? So when you do that for an individual, unlearning, stripping yourself, because I've had conversations with a individual who is from West African um, descent right? And if you know anything about that, that is like mm -mm, the ultimate no-no. Like you're not going to be gay and you're not going to be transgender. She had to unlearn her culture so she did not lose her child, okay? And now her child is starting his first year at law school because of the power of acceptance. That mom being that mom to say, I love all of you and I'm not going to change you. It's hard Odell, it's really hard, right? You're going to have to go through the grieving. You're going to have to go through the anger. You're going to have to go through the, the blame, right? Because you're going to blame yourself. You're going to think, what did I, but it ain't about you until you can arrive to that level of acceptance to say, I love you, you. And that's not saying I love you because you are straight, because you are making great grades, because you have now come up in the top of your class. That is just saying, I love you.
1: Well, speaking mm-hmm. of love, how mm-hmm. many people are living a lie? Meaning that, okay, I'm da-da-da, so I'm going to go get married. And the other person is like, I didn't know. You just should have did this. And, and this is one my, my last questions what's going to come up now is the bathroom bill for people who don't know in the state of north carolina the bathroom bill is going to be the driving force in the next election from our lieutenant governor who's going to uh, run for governor and all this so the bathroom bill the bathroom bill is going to be a political football that lgbtq and others going to get kicked around in this election cycle so ivy what's your thought on people who live in a lie Um, And the whole idea where the term coming out of the closet come from, coming out (laughs) of the closet is almost like I was hiding and now I'm coming out.
2: Right. And I think that that's exactly it. I was in hiding and now I'm coming out because you have to closet those things that you are um, self-conscious about what people think of you. Um, I don't think that there's a such thing as anybody living a lie, Um, because, as I mentioned before, you're going to fall on that spectrum, you're not going to be able to, um, overthink the love that you have for an individual. And I'm saying that from a lived experience, right? I don't think that there's anything wrong with my partner. My partner was married twice, married, maybe I think three times to, to men has two grown kids has grandkids, right? Yet now says, I'm in love with you and that's authentic genuine love like you can you know when somebody's looking at you like you the one right um yet doesn't consider themselves a lesbian which is understood because I'm not attracted to every woman yet now understands like hey you are in a lesbian relationship so at this time you are currently living your life that way that's not saying that that's how you have to be but that's what wow. you're feeling right now. Okay. And if that were to change, then I don't think that you are living a lie. You are in that moment of your life being willing to do what made you happy. And it's not about what anybody else is going to think about me or what anybody else is going to accept. Um, I, I do know that we have that conversation that says that if, if, my kid, if it was a hangup for my kids, it kind of would be hard. And I'm from the experience of my parents got divorced. My mom was in a couple of different relationships, right? And it wasn't about who she was in the relationship with. It was about how they made her feel. And I wow. knew at that moment, and and, and parents, uh, kids know, when mom's happy and it's an authentic happy that she's not just suffering or dealing or putting up with, they're happy. They really are because I celebrated that as much as I wanted my parents to get back together. <laughs> okay, I think that everybody has had that understanding especially when you never see them fight right and 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 you don't know what's the cause of this uprooting, the change in your life um but then having some background story i kudos my parents for that because i never heard them argue or disrespect each other in front of me yet they did divorce after 25 years of being married wow wow yeah
1: well so the, whole, do... the whole bill the whole thing on this the lgbtq Community organized politically better than any community I know. Now, the Black community organized politically, of course, the White community organized politically. However, getting things done and change—that's a big deal. And the bathroom bill in the state of North Carolina, trust me, it's going to be a major, major issue. So, IVG, what's your thoughts on that?
2: I think that um, <laughs> to allude back around to how, um, I think I was even intrigued by being on the podcast, which I'm thankful for my friends. Um, but, um, I go to the bathroom to use the bathroom, right? I'm not going to the bathroom to see in the bathroom, see what they're doing in the bathroom. Um, but you can't push your views on others and having that open mind and that willingness and that desire to make sure that, um, I continue to do the work that I'm here to do, right? Like with the Guilford County School System, with Atrium Health, making sure that we don't press our own views, that we are understanding that this is a health disparity, like this is a crisis. This is an emergency, and this is an attack on people's livelihood. I don't hold that much power. I don't want that much power. And I think that people need to understand to have in that open mind so we are able to find common ground and understand that it ain't about us, right? I challenge those doctors all the time with saying, the only way that you're going to understand this is by doing it. And if it ain't your cup of tea, then please don't try to understand it. But I am gonna encourage you to accept this because it is your duty and it's important for you to take care of everybody and respect individuals for how they see themselves. So decisions being made, on people and their bodies and, and, and where they can go to the bathroom, how they can show up. Um, it, it, it is, it is harmful. It is hazardous. I am highly encouraging that if we know that this is going to be a, 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 a thing that we use our voice, that, that, that we do what's right by our future, because, these, 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 this, this, this field style generation. And when I say field style right now, I'm talking about those fearless, empowered, emotion-driven leaders that are to come ain't standing for this.
1: Uh, Bill going to beat me up because I, and I apologize, Bill, you in the audience, but this <laughs> just fascinates me. One last thing from my perspective, and I know I keep it, saying it that, may so or I may not be, be the last it. thing, and that's okay. Exactly. You're good
2: looking. You're
0: good looking. You're <laughs> thank you, thank up. you, thank
1: you. Hey, Tell don't, encourage, you. don't encourage him. Don't <laughs> encourage Yeah, it, it doesn't take much. <laughs> Tell me about the black church. How is the black church treated? Black individuals who are or maybe a member of the LGBTQ community. Give me as a black leader in the black in one of the largest black churches. Give me, give us a report card on us. Tell us about ourselves. Tell us about our dirty laundry. How did we treat you? Do we treat you like Jesus? Uh, what would Jesus uh, do?
2: No, no. Um, gosh. No. I mean, you know, I already said that my mom had to leave a black church because they were um, I, I was too free right I'm showing up in a suit like nah 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 you're not coming in the pulpit in the suit uh young lady um I've experienced losing friends from the community and being at funerals where there has been a call to worship at a funeral service now I never saw that really at a, a cisgender or a straight individual's funeral and that may be because I don't attend them as often as necessary, but a call to worship, because I know that there are people who are here that I live in. Right. Mm. Um, I remember that being, um, one of the target areas, especially when it came for marriage equality, that's like, Hey, go to the black church first. Let's hit there first because the the black folks follow what the black church says. Um, it, it, it's, it's been difficult yet when you have somebody real, Okay. And and when I say real, I'm talking about that preacher that was at my church where my mother took me to say that we were going to pray this out. Now, when he said, when when she said, Well, you pray for my daughter, oh, he prayed for me, but he never prayed for me in a derogatory way of trying to say, Hey, we're gonna take this devil or this spirit to my recollection. OK, mm-hmm. a lot of this I have black put, put put away from my memory, because why do I need to think about this? Because that's wow. not something that I'm willing to settle for any longer. Um, I still have a great relationship with this preacher, though. And I have this understanding that I said you were doing what you were called to do as a minister who's saying, hey, I'm going to pray for your child. You were praying because you were called to pray. But I don't think that you were praying because you felt like you could take these feelings away from me, weren't you? And he smiled at me with the most authentic smile of, you get it, right? Because he always made me feel welcome at church in a way that I've never questioned my spiritual being or those spiritual blessings. It was the individuals who were telling me that God never makes a mistake, but telling me that I was living my life as a mistake. Wow. Yet consistent blessings, right? And I know that these... Me saying, hey, I'm working my dream job and living my best life, that's because of the power of something that's higher and, and bigger than you and I. I've had bad days. I'm thankful for them. I've made unintentional mistakes. I'm thankful for them. I am thankful for um, the experience that me and my mother had because that allows me to share when you ask me for advice. If my mama could have just showed, asked me, Ivy, how do I need to be there for you? Because she was scared. She was scared, right? And she said she was scared. Ivy, you're black. You got strike one. Ivy, you're female. You got strike two. Ivy, now when you say you're gay, that's strike three, baby. And you ain't even walked out the house. What parent wants three strikes on their child, Hmm.
3: right?
2: Hmm. So she was scared, but she didn't have the way to protect me. She wanted to change me. So I didn't have to experience that instead of saying, how can I, how can I be there for you? Because protect is something crazy. You can't protect it. It's going to be, how can I be there to support you, to let you know that those individuals don't matter? And that's why that 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 heading, and when I told you that I did that conversation and Out in the South, my mama loves me. I don't give a good gosh darn, right? Because I got to make sure that I keep it clean. But <laughs> when anybody else thinks of me. And I'm able to show up authentically because of that power of acceptance. Because my mother loves all of me, she doesn't try to say, "Hey, well, if you come to church, can you wear this? Or if you come to dinner, can you come alone? Or I don't like how you're living." You because come on, don't think that they, that 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 hadn't been heard before. So, um, that has been something that's been real for me. Um, Who I am attending a church right now where I've gone a couple of Sundays in a row. Um, I'm a new face in that church, number one. So it's been, it's a small church, which is a, it's a good thing. Um, But I haven't felt the looks of what are you doing here? I've felt the looks of this a new face. Okay. You're welcome. Yet, just like you said, Bill, this energy, this positivity has been a ticket for me. Um, Being this happy and being this um, unbothered by the things that I cannot control has gotten me um, into a lot of spaces. And for that, I'm thankful, right? I'm thankful that I have the strength to recognize that it's so hard. (laughs) It is very hard. It's not easy. But having that awareness to say, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going left. I'm giving my power away. Let me get it back is something that I'm thankful for. Hmm. Yeah.
3: Excellent. Well, we come to the time that the question is, how do you find common ground?
2: Being open-minded, being open-minded, meeting people where they are. Um, I think that the most, uh, another intriguing conversation was a um, white male who owned several businesses. So he felt very, very, very privileged um, at the tire shop when I was going to get my tires um, changed, right? Now I was dressed in my um, Ivy gear, right? And he looked at me immediately and said, you played basketball, didn't you? And I said, I did. Yeah, I did, I did, I did. He said, Well, do you still play? I said, My mind tells me I want to, but my <laughs> body tells me no, girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but but he was taking me off my look. So he wasn't thinking, hey, Ivy is 40 and was born 1982 and started playing basketball when she was eight and 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 pounded these knees. Okay. Um, and was a fighting Christian. Did I mention that? Right. <laughs> um, but he said, Well, do you have any kids? in the game right now. And I was like, are we going there today? (laughs) Are we really going there today? I know that he's looking at me in all of my glory, but then asked me, but I had to step out of that and be myself for a moment and said, well, you know what? I am a cisgender female with the opportunity of being able to have kids. Why did I automatically go there? I don't know why I had to think that he was coming for me. Let me open up my mind to find out what is he really trying to say, right? So we had this conversation and it was amazing because it started off with me being able to say, well, I don't have kids because I'm choosing not, I I, I chose not to have kids, right? I don't want that much responsibility. I'm kind of semi-selfish, even though I'm very giving up this positivity, <laughs> right? I just, I want, if I, I got some nieces and nephews. I want to spoil them and then send them home. Um, he's like, I just don't understand. I said, well, also I'm not attracted to men. Okay. If, if you if, go figure, right? Um, and he said, Oh, well, I just, I don't understand that. And I was like, okay, that's great. You well, d- he's d- honest. Right. And and I appreciated that. He said, yeah. And I would whip out a Bible and start, I said, well, your faith is your faith. And I appreciate you saying that, but I don't understand how that's going to push my beliefs on um, the fact that I do know the savior, God almighty. I'm super Christian. I just don't understand where you're trying to go with this conversation. And we had the deepest conversation And I think that at that moment of me willing to be open-minded and not shutting down because of what I could have thought he was saying, by the end of that conversation, this man hugged me. I hate that I never asked his name or the or, or the businesses, but that was a powerful conversation of finding common ground with him being able to walk away with a better understanding of me and not judging anybody of the um, community. And, and, and still feeling comfortable with who he was, right? He yeah. was like, I don't hang around with guys like that. I'm like, why? Do you feel like you might try? Like, why wouldn't you hang out with a guy that's gay? That doesn't mean that that would make you gay. You're now just right. saying, like, what are you trying to prove to yourself by not doing it, yeah. right? And pushing that back. So, I think that having an open mind and 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 being willing to um, understand that your thoughts are your thoughts and my thoughts are my thoughts, and then we 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 have to come to some common ground about how we are going to exist because we deserve that.
3: Well said. Well said. Yeah. Ivy IVG, <laughs> you've been a delight to be on our podcast and odell
1: ivy you know i love you i I love me some ivg like a (laughs) cotton candy i love me some ivg uh we go back years and i remember when you first came to welfare former agency i was involved in and you got involved and you were on the board or in leadership and you've just been great you have been great and over the years i just thank god for our relationship and thank you for always being you Yeah, I I, I never disappointed you by me always being me.
2: You never have, Odell. You are one of the most powerful, if I've never let you know. I think I was letting Bill know just a little bit, but um, the experiences that you have put before me in a way of believing in me. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you know that, but you you were very specific with saying, Hey, we could have this person on our board, but I really want to have you on the board. So you ex you you opened me up to my first board experience. You welcomed all of my suggestions, and then you pushed for me to start this business of my own. As a matter of fact, I remember us sitting in Panera Bread and you said, Hey, I'm paying for your business cards. Like I honor and value that and then you said you better put them teeth on your business card because that smile is powerful and I listened to you my man so um like you have truly impacted my life in a way that I I like I'm super overjoyed and thankful for you being that blessing in my life so thank you
1: you're welcome Bill I love you too and Bill what does your hat say again
3: ho ho ho
1: you gotta believe it yeah yeah uh, hey, everybody have a Merry Christmas, well, whatever religion you celebrate. We just want people to know that there's enough love and understanding and diversity to go around. So if you're Christian, if you're Muslim, if you're Jewish, whatever you are, we love everybody. And that's just that's 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 what we say. You know, And we believe that. And so I've learned so much from you, Ivy. And I think our audience has learned so much from you. If anyone want to get in touch with you, Ivy, I want you to come and fly around the country and speak to their organization. How do they get in touch with you?
2: How do they get in touch with me? I would love for them to email me at thehospitalityg1 at gmail.com because technology is what it is. Y'all, I'm on Facebook. I-V-E-Y-G-H-E-E. I think that I got my first commencement speech from someone in my DM on Facebook because um, yeah, I I, I I love this and and I and I, I I think that I close out every post with saying that this is my passion, and when you're passionate about something, you can show up authentic all the time. So thank you for that, Odell.
1: Bill, I love you too, Bill. Love you ho, too. Ho 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 ho! ho, ho. Okay. <laughs> I'm
3: getting you a hat like this.
1: <laughs> okay, go up my shirt, my Palmer shirt. that says yeah. straight out of Palmer that we took pictures of and go from there. Listen, love you both. Let me get back to work before Bill fires me.
0: Okay. All right, <laughs> love y'all. you too, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Find Bill and Odell online at thecommonground.show. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group, Darren Sutherland, Executive Director, Jacob Sutherland, Director, Matt Golden, News Director, chin Ray Zhang, Director-Producer, and Jason Gentarola, Audio Producer. All rights reserved. This
3: podcast is brought to you by Yes Weekly, the Triad's largest circulated and best read weekly magazine. You can also find us online at yesweekly.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes Weekly your trusted news leader for local arts, entertainment, music, food, and more for nearly 18 years.